Welcome to another episode of the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Dyer. Coming up a little bit later, we'll have a conversation with Mount Notre Dame basketball coach Dr. Scott Rogers as the Cougars won their season opener 64-40 to over Roger Bacon last week. And uh, Coach Rogers will not only talk about that win, but also coaching during this unique time during the COVID-19 pandemic. This High School Insider Podcast is presented by our local Greater Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Chick-fil-A restaurants. Fall is sweeter with a chocolate fudge brownie or mocha cream cold brew. Get yours today. But first up, a conversation with Beachwood head football coach Noel Rash and senior quarterback Cameron Hergott as the, the Tigers get ready to take on Breathitt County in the Class 2A regional final this Friday night. Right. Well, Noel, um, obviously uh, third round of the playoffs this week and uh, Class 2A regional final, Beachwood 7-2. and two. Plays host to uh, Breathitt County, six and one, and uh, defeated Lloyd thirty-eight to nothing last week. Third shutout of the season, and uh, second time uh, you shut out Lloyd this season. But uh, I guess first of all, just tell me what uh, what you like most about the way you guys are playing right now as you head into the third round of the playoffs. Well, I, I like the fact that we have guys that can that that are, uh, you know, that can ramp it up during the playoffs. Um, but I haven't, I haven't been extremely pleased with us in the last week or so. And some of it has to do with COVID, but everybody's dealing with that. Like I told our kids, but we're, we're, we struggle with, with, with losing the routine a little bit. And that mostly Mike deals with maturity level. And I, and so I'm a little, I'm not, I'm not mad at our guys. I'm just not happy that we haven't pushed ourselves to another, to another level. And I don't know if that's possible with all this you're playing, you're not playing, and all the stuff we went through. But I, I told them we, we've got to have a better week. Was just, I just left them a half an hour ago, and I said, you know, we can't have the week we had last week. And um, and it wasn't terrible. It just wasn't what I'm used to with playoff time with our kids. And, and again, but, man, can they turn it on because, you know, they've done such a great job in the offseason with their bodies and preparing themselves that – but, you know, the faucet will come back and bite you in the hiney this time of year if you're trying to turn it on and off. And, and they know that. They've just got to – we've mentally got to get better. That's all I'm going to – I think that's the way to wrap it all up is mentally we got to get a little better. What do you know about Breathitt County, what, what offense, defensively, all that sort of thing? Well, they're bigger than us, but, you know, and, and we're pretty big, but uh, they're big. We think we're a lot faster than them. Uh, Breathitt uh, mixes it up. Kyle Moore, their head coach, who's – you know, one of the best quarterbacks to play in the state of Kentucky. Um, he does a good job of calling that offense and mixing it up. And, you know, as you watch different games of who they played against, their scheme, he adjusts their scheme from week to week. So it'll be interesting to see what they try to do against us versus the other teams we've seen. But you know he's going to have some wrinkles for you. Um, they've got a tailback that's 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 mainly the centerpiece for him but the quarterback runs the ball very well he throws it he throws the ball um the system he understands what Kyle wants from him I can see that in that quarterback and anytime you get the head coach and the quarterback or offensive coordinator and the quarterback on the same page that's a good thing for them offensively um uh, they're big up front they can wear on you you got to make sure you can't let them wear you down um defensively uh, same kind of thing. They 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 blitz a lot. They they try to wear with their big guys up front and try to wear on you, and then bring guys from different places and try to use some of their speed to get at you. But 
what I can tell you about them is they're well coached and they've got some physical guys. Hey, Cameron, how are you? Good, how are you? Doing well. I'll just bring you in the conversation here. Tell me about, I guess, before we get into this week, tell me about what you liked uh, from, the, from the group uh, and the shutout went over Lloyd last week, Cameron. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, we kind of came out slow. Just, you know, we haven't played, hadn't really played a real game in a couple weeks. But all it took was just the first quarter for us to realize we got to turn it up. And then after that, we just got after them. And then we did our jobs and we executed. So. That was my answer, Cam. <laughs> Coach says he really wants you guys to kind of ramp it up a little bit. You know, it's uh, one of those things that, you know, just wants everybody to rise to the challenge. I mean, maybe how, Cameron, how have you maybe uh, kind of led your teammates and maybe kind of answered that call that coaches uh, put out there for all you guys? Uh, just like it's easy to get distracted kind of in this, what we're going through right now with like COVID and stuff. So we try to just come in every day, focus on our job. We know we have a good shot to win. So, I mean, that's all the motivation we need. And then we just come into practice every day, do our jobs, get our assignments and get ready for Friday nights. I know you guys are both tired of talking about this coach. What's been the biggest challenge of the season with all this stuff? Um, you know, I think at any level, Mike, with, with football, you need consistency, even at the NFL level. Um, but then you take high school kids, and just like Cam said to you, um, there's more distractions with all the social media stuff and all these people, you know, able to get at them. And I don't even understand all of it, to be honest with you. But, but at the end of the day, it, whether it's COVID or whatever, anything that keeps you from the routine um, – can create problems because, um, you know, you, there's other sports you can take off se- a couple, several days and, and kind of come back to it and feel refreshed. Football, you come back and you feel like you've lost a month. Um, and so it's because there's so many working pieces. You know, you got to have 11 pieces fitting together. Um, and when you get away from that for a little bit, the timing and all that stuff can get off. But, you know, going back to what they, they've done well, it, it's – they, when they recognize it, sometimes they need us to tell them to recognize it, which irritates me, but they can take it to another level. And it's because of the way they've trained. Um, the stuff Cameron does is unbelievable. And, and several of them, but uh, just the way they carry themselves during practice is, is a great role model for other players about how to practice at a high level. Um, that's something you can preach to your blue in the face as a coach, Mike, but it ain't happening unless players, you know, model that. And I've, you know, Cameron's at the top of the list when it comes to that kind of stuff. Well, Coach, I want to give you an opportunity to talk about him, not only this season, just his career. I mean, over 1,900 yards passing, 18 touchdowns this year, 645 yards rushing, nine touchdowns. I know you've raved about him uh, going back a couple of years, obviously, and all the success you've had at the state level. Um, I know you got weeks to go and goals ahead of you, but uh, how would you kind of reflect on what Cameron's meant to the program? It's, it's hard. I would need three hours to, to, to cover the whole thing. Um, what I'll say is this. Um, the talent is through the roof, obvious. But what I think people – there are two things that, that, that really stand out. You know, one, the likability of him. And that plays a role. He's easy to like. Like from player standpoint, coach's standpoint, support staff, the, hell, the chain crew likes him. Um, and w- what that does though, Mike, is it, is when you're doing the other things 
and you got the likability thing, it's so much easier to grab all 50 players to do it his way when somebody doesn't have that kind of skill, um, the skill set, meaning the skill set of, you know, being able to socialize and be friendly and be kind and, and, you know, be a voice that people want to hear. Um, you got to work at that. Cameron does that kind of naturally. And the, so that part, the likability part, for lack of a better word for having for it. And then the second one is the competitive Mike I, I've coached. <laughs> I mean, this is 30 years, and I've had some guys that would tear your head off in order to win a football game. Cameron will tear your head off and your butt off. Um, he is at the highest level when it comes to competing. It is intensely – it's – you know, Coach – his uncle Greg, who won four state titles, and Brandon Burgers, our running back coach, they're the only other two people I've seen that just get downright nasty when it comes down – to winning or losing, they will do whatever it takes. And I don't mean cheating. I mean, they will do whatever it takes from a physical, mental aspect to carry their team. And Cameron has every bit of that and maybe more. And it's impressive to watch. It is. It's uh, I thought I had it. I don't, I don't have it. <laughs> I don't. And, and uh, it's, it's awesome to watch. It's, it's, it's overwhelming sometimes to watch. I assume you've uh, explained this to great detail to a, a lot of college recruiters about him. Uh, is that a common yeah, theme to yeah, the yeah, conversation? Believe it. And that's something that, you know, you don't know if it shows up on tape. So that's the thing that I have when I have the conversation is you guys have got to realize how freaking competitive he is. And whether you think he meets this physical aspect or that or whatever, he will overcome anything that you ask that, that you need from him. He's not going to just do it. He's going to do it at the highest level. Um, and, you know, we're starting to see people. Cameron got hurt in the recruiting with this summer being, right? He physically got to a point where he needed to be to play at the level that he wants to at a high, you know, FBS, FCS level. And, uh, you know, he didn't get the chance to be seen at the camps. So now it becomes this recruiting war in your senior year. You, didn't, you weren't able to do it in the summer and the spring to go to camps. So now it becomes this thing about, we got to get the tape out, which we have, and people are jumping on board. So you got Murray State, Weber State, schools like this. It was great to see Big Sky jump in because it's such a passing conference. Um, and Cameron's a dual threat. Even at the collegiate level, at a high level, he's a dual threat. He can run and throw. A lot of great words uh, from Coach there, Cameron. Uh, can you just tell me what Beachwood football has meant to you as you kind of reflect back? Oh, I mean um... – uh, ever since I got to Beachwood, since my sophomore year, it was like a life changer, honestly. Just coming in, knowing Coach Rash, like, he's just the, the perfect man. I mean, he's like a second father to me. And I look up to him like my dad, and we all do. And he just teaches us good morals, how to be a good man, because that's really what football comes down to, because it's not all about going to college and the NFL and all that stuff. So and he's really taught us just how to be – a hard-nosed, just blue-collar player, and that's what I love. So it's really meant a lot to me. I can tell in the background there, I assume you're in your room there with all the all the Beachwood, uh, yep. the, sun, the, the jersey and the, and the poster and all that. Just yep. I'm eating hot cool. soup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Tell me a little bit about uh, how you're preparing for Breathitt County, Cameron, this week, and just kind of maybe uh, how eager you are to get out there, obviously, again on, on Friday night at home. Yeah, so, I mean, we only got a couple weeks left. So, I mean, just every day is uh, – every day I focus more, you know, get more locked in. 
just this week, we just got to – same as every week, just prepare. We watched film today. We know what we got to do. Tomorrow we go execute and practice, and then the next day get ready for Friday night. Great. Coach, I want to kind of give you the last word here. Just uh, We talked a lot about Cameron, obviously, but uh, maybe – couple shout-outs to uh, some of your other players, uh, what they've been doing in your other standouts as well. Well, that's, that's the thing, Mike, with, with Cameron distributing the ball the way he does. It, it would take me three hours to cover all the guys that have been playing great. But obviously we're throwing some shutouts on defense, and that starts up front. Cameron's been getting a lot of time to throw the ball. Um, so, you know, both the offense and defensive lines have come a long way. That was our – I guess I wouldn't call it our weakness, but certainly something that we needed to shore up because we're so good on the edge. Um, but Liam McCormick, Brady Moore, uh, Parker Mason uh, are guys that come to mind right away, and obviously Mitchell Berger. Those guys come to way th- – those four are – you know, I, you can't hyper-focus on any side of the football with us. And then Cameron's ability to run with it, Avery and Cole Stammer's ability to run with it, and our O-line – you know, besides the pass pro was something they've done well all year, and then all of a sudden our run blocking went to another level. So I would hate to try to defend against us. I really would. And then you add in Greg and Bob Burnett and Greg Hergett and, and Brandon scheming against us. Um, they do such a good job of seeing all that. But all those pieces, um, it, it really starts um, with the five guys up front. And, and, you know, with us, the same guys up front on one side of the same guys up front. Uh, on the other side, but Henry Nockhazel and uh, Xavier Campbell and uh, uh, Luke Slusher, uh, Bryce Shepard, Colby Vanderpool, those guys are absolutely, Mike, getting it done, and they are starting to take it to another level. Um, the MAs, you know, Mr. Simons, all that stuff is, is is getting so minimal now, and that's what has to happen. And uh, and the same guys are getting it done on the defensive side of the ball, and it's it's just – it's an absolute joy to watch those same names. Um, and they don't, it, the, like I said, the last thing I'll wrap it up with is that physical push uh, all winter long, even with the COVID stuff getting in the way, our guys did so much. I mean, we had some of those guys I mentioned, their parents went out and bought weight sets so they could do it at their homes. Um, they went out of their way to continue to bust their hump. And that's why we're in the situation we're in. I got great kids, great young men that, that want to play and want to compete at a high level. And then I get to get some of the glory from all this. But it, it gosh almighty, if you can't win with the guys I got, you, you're terrible. <laughs> it's that simple. So I'm, I'm a blessed soul. Coach, I know you've been at this a lot of years. I mean, normally this would be a state finals. Do you even think of it like that, that you're playing – further into December or has it this year been such a kind of a hiccup of, of sorts that every week well, seems just totally unique. I will say this. The one thing that felt good was the day after Thanksgiving, I had to take a five hour bus ride to Mayfield. So that's always a plus, but yeah, you know, um, I thought about it when, when, when they pushed everything back and God loved Julian and what the KHSA is trying to do, because they're trying to keep people safe and still compete. And there is no right or wrong answer. There's just let's let's keep these kids competing. But anyway, they, um, you know, I thought, you know, is the weather going to catch up to us? Because you know, and sixteen was a little cold, but seventeen, eighteen at, at UK, the, we had like fifty-five degree weather and sunny. I don't think we're going to get that this year if we're fortunate enough to get that far. But but who knows? Um, 
you know, it, but at the end of the day, Mike, it doesn't matter. It, it, this we're in the third round. I don't care if it's January, February. I mean, look at look at uh, Thomas Moore and 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 what's that? The Mid South League or whatever they're in with Georgetown. Those guys will be playing in February, their first game. So it's football, and it's football with fifty guys, and they're my guys, and we're going to go to war together. And it doesn't matter when it is. It really doesn't. Um, we're we're ready to do it. And and uh, it, what the sad part is, Mike, is that I only got you know at the most I got three weeks left with my guys at the most. Um, and that's the sad part. Well, hey, guys, best of luck to the Beachwood Tigers this weekend. And uh, thanks for joining me here on the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. Appreciate you. you. Okay. I mean it, Mike. All you do for kids in high school football, it's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you can tell how much uh, playing in the playoffs at this time of year means to Coach Noel Rash and Cameron Hergat. This would normally be the state finals week for Kentucky, but uh, certainly with everything uh, being paused and then obviously the, the season starting later, uh, there's hopefully a couple more weeks for the Tigers and some other local teams as well as the state championships will be held in Lexington in mid-December. I want to remind everybody this High School Insider podcast is presented by our local Greater Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Chick-fil-A restaurants where the winning play is always chicken. Log in to the Chick-fil-A app for easy ordering. Next up, a conversation with Mount Notre Dame coach Dr. Scott Rogers as he talks about the Cougars opening win last weekend at Roger Bacon and coaching during this unique time as the Cougars prepare for yet another journey during this COVID-19 pandemic. Well, Scott, uh, first game in the books for the 2020-2021 season. And uh, first of all, how surreal was it to uh, be back on the court uh, after everything that's transpired this year? And uh, how nice was it to get all the girls back together and playing as a team? Well, we were, the, the, everybody was excited to play, obviously. And they – although surreal is, is the perfect word because it's just, uh, you know, everybody's got a mask on, the kids are seated, you know, socially distant, distanced apart. Um, it's just, it's like, it, it's, it, it was almost exactly how it was watching basketball on TV where you saw no one in the stands or very few people. And you're wondering where the players are because you can't see them because they're all, they're all seated you know, equidistantly apart. And that's that, I mean, for me, that's just really, I don't know. It was, it was surreal. Um, but having the, having the girls on the floor playing again was tremendous. You know, um, we, you know, we've got, obviously we're, we're at the stage every team is, you know, you're kind of rusty, you're working out some kinks and we're, we're no different than that. Roger Bacon played really well. Um, Joe did a great job with them. So uh, we were fortunate enough to get out of there with a W. And we got a lot of things we got to improve on, but the girls are, you know, the girls realize that. It, like I said, first game, you know, you don't want to get too crazy about stuff. And like we were talking about before, who knows what's going to be, what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks, which makes it very difficult. So I'm sure the, the girls, you know, mentally, every team's, you know, having to go through this this time, this next three or four weeks, get through these holidays. I think we're going to be okay once a vaccine gets out and, and everybody like has has hope that, you know, okay, we're going to we're going to we're going to hit the downside of this thing soon. And then I think I think everything will feel a little bit more normal. But I mean, we're I mean, we're in this for a while. So, you know, I, I don't want it to be I don't want to be a distraction when when they're practicing with us. So, um 
you know, it's kind of one of those we talked about long few months ago, the elephant in the room is going to stay in there, I guess, for a while. But it can hang. It can hang with us. We just don't want to talk about it. How do you think, how well have the, the coaching staff and um, maybe the players adjusted to this? I mean, I know it seems like in talking to a lot of young student athletes, you never get fully adjusted to it, but it seemed like in the fall sports athletes, they can adapt quicker than sometimes the coaches or the, the other officials uh, around the game. So what have you noticed maybe from, from that standpoint with your players? Uh, our players have been great. Our, the kids are the kids are better than the adults. I mean, much better than the coaches. I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm I'm just going to speak for for us. But uh, our our kids are resilient. Uh, that they, they want to play, they want to practice, they want to be there. You know, they don't want that taken away from them. Uh, you know, unfortunately, ba- basketball's kind of been on both ends. You know, when it started and was crazy, and now that this huge spike. Um, even though it was ant- anticipated, it, it, it's still coaching wise. It's, you know, I, I empathize with all the coaches, uh, because it's tough to plan, you know, you got games being canceled, like journey to the tourney, unfortunately was postponed. I mean, we were supposedly playing the day before, so it was not unlike, uh, you know, trying to prepare for the state tournament. And then you, you know, you get caught off the bus on your, you know, the, the day you're going to leave. And, so the kids have handled all that stuff really, really well. And I, I'm sure that's true with a lot of teams um, better than, better than I have. I think sometimes because, you know, you, you, you try to, you try to prepare and, and, and get them ready. And uh, you know, you have a, you have a, a concept in your mind of where you want your, your team to be. And, you know, all that kind of goes out the window once games start getting postponed, but everybody's in the same boat. So we get, we better, we better, kind of coaching wise, we, we, we've adjusted and our, our coaches have done a great job. Uh, you know, we, we, uh, Mike, we just try not to talk about it. You know, yeah. we just, we just try to have fun, practice hard, get, get, do the things that we were trying to get done and God willing, everybody gets home safe and stays safe and does all the right things. And our players have been good about that. I mean, Mountain Notre Dame's been hit with, uh, you know, certain kids having to, quarantine covid positive whatever you want whichever side of that you're on whether it's a contact tracing thing or not so every team's going to deal with it i don't, I don't think that's going to end for a while <clears throat> excuse me so you know i'm just hoping that we're allowed to keep playing um and that everybody uses common sense and you know the i think the masks have been have been good you know i don't like wearing them either during a game I mean, it just is re- really odd, but you, you've got, you get so used to it so quickly. Um, and like I said, the girls are the best about it. I mean, they, they're just really, really uh, – our trainer, Becca, has been just adamant about all the little things. So uh, give, her, give her a lot of credit for that. So, you know, you just – we'll see. Uh, you know, we got supposed to play Thursday, you know, a big rivalry game already. So that's – usually not so early on our schedule, but, you know, uh, that's what, you know, it, our, our kids will be excited. At least, yeah, we get the excitement going already. So that's good. At Ursuline on Thursday, let's talk a little bit more uh, optimistically about what happened actually on the floor in your opener, 64 to 40 over Roger Bacon, as we mentioned, uh, KK Bransford, 28 points, 10 rebounds, five assists, four steals. Also Layla Filia, senior guard, 14 points, 
and junior forward Abby Walterman also had 10 points. What did uh, you like most about that? I know first game, you can't put too much stock into it, but uh, what did you like about the What did I like about it? There wasn't a whole lot I liked about it, but. Okay. <laughs> You're honest. Uh, 19 uh, to three fourth quarter, at least. Though, yeah, right? I know. That's just, you know, the, the, the old coach, the old yeah. coach talking, but uh, we, Roger Bacon was, uh, like I said, Joe did a great job getting him prepared. I thought, you know, we, I, mean, I thought we really got out coached the first half and outplayed and all the above. And our kids respond in the second half and started started to play the way that I think they, they, they're capable of playing the way they should be playing. Um, uh, KK, you know, she, she is such a dynamic, passionate, uh, basketball player. Um, but you know, we all, they all have to work on stuff. You know, we fundamentally we were, we were just not, in my opinion, we weren't that, that good. And so as a consequence, you don't guard anybody and they knock down threes, you know, they're, you're every, anybody's got a chance to beat anybody. And until we decided to guard a little bit, um, that's what happened. So that's on me. Um, like I said, first game, the, I'm sure the kids were jittery and Roger Bagan came out on fire and credit them for that. And, you know, we got that. The good thing is first game, you know, you, you figure out some things about your players and your team and they figure out some things, which is even more important. And, you know, we'll go on from there and we'll have a good, we'll have a good practice today and, and uh, work towards Thursday and try to be ready. But, um, you know, Layla and KK, they're, you know, they're kind of natural gifted scorers, but uh, the job that Abby Walterman did defensively is what kind of stood out to me because that's, you know, what caused us to, when we start, when we started to share the ball and we started to play defense uh, on the perimeter, and uh, Abby did a great job. Is did Autumn Crockett on on uh, Clark, uh, who has just really become a player, I think. And so uh, the second half, like I said, you know they they didn't shoot as good a percentage as they probably wanted to, and and we we decided to work the ball a little bit and and didn't settle for quick shots, and so. Um, fortunately things worked out for us, but like I said, a lot of stuff early, you know, we'll get back to it again today. I look, you know, it's, I think at, at this time, at, you know, the teams you, you hit, like I was telling you before, you know, you, you conceptually kind of have an idea, the identity of your team, but it, until your team has that identity and that's where we are. So I think that's what's, I think that's what's was really good about Saturday is that I think, that they're figuring out just exactly what it is that, that we can do and do well. And some of the things that we can't do well, I mean, those are just as important as, you know, realizing what you, what you do well. So uh, a lot of work to do still, but that's good. Cause that gives us something to, to work on and something to point to. And um, we got some great, we got some great, there's a lot of pride in, in, in all those girls on our team and they'll, they'll respond. They'll be fine. And like I said, we won the game. I mean, it's not like we lost the game, but, you know, that's kind of coach speak. When you break it down on film and you realize you did that or that, didn't do that, it becomes a little bit more concerning to me. So, you know, that's just being the coach. So everybody's like that. Sound like you're in mid-season form. Expectations never <laughs> change at MND. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You know how it is, Mike. You know, you're never satisfied as a coach. So, that you know, we. that's why I said uh, first game – I was I was very happy with the, with how they responded 
like I said, Bacon was just really executing really well. And Kylie, their, their point guard was had, had just tough, tough with the ball in her hands. And, you know, until we def- decided to defend it, you know, we, we, we weren't really competing the way that we should. So I think the message, they received the message at halftime and it came out a whole lot better uh, mentally. And then they executed and good things, good thing happened. And we're going to go from there, work on those stuff, those things. So, at Ursuline Thursday night, and then the first home game is against North Central out of Indiana on Saturday afternoon. MND Hoops coach Dr. Scott Rogers, always appreciate your time. Thanks for joining me. Mike, thank you. Thanks. Appreciate being here. You know that. Well, as you can tell there from Coach Rogers, a uh, lot of things, a lot of moving parts at work here, and uh, certainly a challenge to be coaching during this winter sports season. Uh, Cougars obviously had a lot of, uh, left on the table of being in the state tournament and being a state semifinalist a year ago back in March. Uh, being undefeated. They've won 45 consecutive games, but certainly this is a determined group that is looking to uh, tackle any challenges head on, and uh, they have the talent on the floor to certainly do that. I want to thank Beachwood football coach Noel Rash and also senior quarterback Cameron Hergott for their time and perspective as the Tigers continue to roll on in the regional finals of Class 2A there in Kentucky. Well, you want to be sure to check out my feature story on WCPO.com about Abby and Kylie McNally, they are twin sisters and juniors on the Coleraine girls basketball team this year. Uh, they had so much success in helping to turn around that Coleraine girls volleyball program to 15 wins this past fall, and they're doing the same thing with the girls basketball program under head coach Ernie Hayes, doing a fabulous job. They had a home win against Kettering Alter last week, and uh, Abby and Kylie certainly have family at the centerpiece of what they do as student-athletes. That's all we have for you this week. Thanks again for listening. We will talk to you soon.